Welcome to the Good, the Bad and the Ugly Innovation Podcast, where we talk to people with experience in real innovation in the areas of products, services and startups. They tell us the good, the bad and the ugly of their experiences. This week we are delighted to have a world-class guest in Patrick Lopez of Core Analysis. Patrick is one of the leading experts in innovation in telco, edge and cloud. He has a great deal of international experience bringing new innovation to the mobile operator environment in particular. Patrick tells us whether he thinks telcos can be innovative, he gives us some of the cultural restraints they face, and he outlines an approach he uses working with his clients to develop innovative approaches to their businesses. As always with our guests, we talk a little about his life, and finally Patrick chooses a piece of music to play out on. I do need to apologise for some minor interference we had on the link. It isn't you, it's us. The podcast is sponsored by Netzer Digital Onboarding, www.netzer.com. We provide digital onboarding and customer digital channel management solutions to a wide range of verticals, including mobile operators, MVNOs, eSIM providers, financial institutions and charities. Please contact us at www.netzer.com if you require customer acquisition, onboarding and management solutions. Welcome to the podcast again this week and we have a, an analyst of international ex- experience and repute, Patrick Lopez. Patrick's consultancy and analysis company is called Core Analysis. So welcome to the, the podcast, Patrick. Thanks a lot, Patrick. Nice to, yeah. nice, to have, uh, nice to be there. Thank you. Yeah, so we met a long time ago, and um, even though we're, we have a very Irish name, but uh, we met in Ireland, but you're not actually Irish originally. No, I, I was adopted uh, Irish. <laughs> <laughs> you seem, to, you seem so. to fit in very well, as I, as I recall. It was a, a huge um, adaptation, uh, as I recall. I, I think that uh, the... The culture uh, suits me very well, but uh, originally I'm French. I uh, was born in France and spent uh, my childhood and my first uh, my first job was in France. Uh, and then um, and then uh, I moved to Ireland and discovered uh, Dublin uh, and uh, spent there a few years. Um, and uh, and then from there uh, worked in uh, Boston. Uh, not so different from Dublin today, <laughs> yeah. uh, and then uh, Switzerland, uh, Spain, um, and uh, and now Canada. Very good. Yeah. So you you your uh, your family must have a great deal of international experience, and have your kids adapted to all the the international stimulation? Uh, they have. They have, and uh, they they can they can swear in many languages. <laughs> so, Patrick, you think the culture? Is a, is an issue for operators to innovate. Is that fair? It's culture first, absolutely. Uh, then comes a skill set. Mm-hmm. Uh, skill set can be trained and acquired, uh, but culture is a different uh, animal. Um, if you have a whole organization that is trained and rewarded on not breaking things and making sure that things run at the highest efficiency, you can't reasonably ask the same people at the same time to try and innovate mm-hmm. because innovation, doing something new, 
by definition is high uncertainty. Okay. Going, the the expectation is that the expectation should be that it's not going to work. Um, <laughs> so you have to have a tolerance for failure. Yeah. You have to have a capacity to pivot. You have to be able to learn from the mistakes until you find something that is truly valuable. That, and that, that goes against the whole operating model that we have today, which is basically make sure that nothing ever breaks at all. That's very insightful, Patrick. Uh, I mean, I don't think um, in operator culture, failure is well tolerated, where I, I do believe in some of the internet companies, failure is actually seen as a consequence of innovation and not seen as somebody's personal deficiency. And um, I think that's a, a big factor. Well, because a network, a telecom network is a very mature environment. Uh, so failure is usually the result of uh, either lack of planning or lack of execution. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why it's not tolerated. Whereas innovation is a very immature and a very, uh, uh, it's a very uh, incipient environment. So failure should be expected because it's not a matter of lack of planning or lack of execution. It's just that it is very uncertain. And by definition, if you're trying to create something that nobody else has done, in all likeliness, you will fail. But every now and then, you might find something that is useful. Mm -hmm. um, and that's whole startup ecosystem in the world, if you will, right? I mean, all the startups are being funded on basically solving a problem. Uh, they're being funded on doing something that nobody else is doing or doing it better. Mm -hmm. And basically, the whole concept of capital risk is that there is risk. The risk is high because the uncertainty is, is high. But the reward is probably high if you can solve that problem. Okay. And, and in your work, you work with operators to help them um, define a strategy what first of all what areas do you think in general the industry should look to for for innovation um you can you can look anywhere generally speaking but because of the constraints that i just described uh, it's easier for a network operator to look at uh, innovation from a greenfield perspective so on a domain on a subject on a technology that has not have a lot of vendors, a lot of legacy uh, systems that are already there. So you can call it edge computing, of, uh, or you can call it 5G, SA core, or you can call it slicing. These are all brand new subjects and brand new technology. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of um, legacy. Uh, it's a perfect place to innovate if an operator wants to uh, basically change their uh, mindset and their culture around innovation. And, and how do you help an operator? I mean, if an operator comes to you, how would you generally work with them? Well, I have a, a methodology that I call Lean Telco, which is uh, an evolution of uh, Lean Startup as well as uh, uh, UX design uh, and the worldly uh, maps that, that I was uh, mentioning earlier. Um, which is basically a methodology that allows to uh, identify areas of opportunity 
uh, and systematically, scientifically create objectives, hypotheses, and experiment to validate those hypotheses um, that allow basically organically to grow from an idea all the way to a product, but while uh, providing uh, the financial in, uh, investment very proportionally or inversely proportionally to the risk. Mm. Uh, so what does it mean is at the very beginning, an idea is usually uh, crazy and has a lot of uncertainty. So you don't want to spend a lot of money. You don't want to do a whole roadmap and a role architecture and have a whole delivery plan on just an idea uh, because it's a lot of time and money on something that is very uncertain. Um, but as you progress through the validation of the hypothesis uh, of this idea, and as you validate that you have a real problem, that that problem is something that your customers are ready to pay for if you resolve it, and there are technical ways to resolve it, then you reduce uncertainty, and, and at that point you can increase uh, the uh, investment. So, <laughs> That's it sounds, sorry, Patrick, it sounds like you, you've, you bought the t-shirt in, in this particular experience. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think um, many people, I mean, many people have been burned over the years with uh, uh, ideas regarding uh, innovation. Um, and that's because in many cases, you have to set the right level of expectation um, and you have to understand why you innovate. Some companies innovate just because they want to look cool. You know, they want to go to Mobile World Congress next year, maybe, hopefully, and have a demo that will look cool, but with no plan whatsoever to develop a product or a service, just something that nobody else has done. Mm -hmm. Some others want to differentiate. So create value by providing an experience that nobody else is providing in their market. And that's, these are two very different and fundamental drivers. Um, they're not mutually exclusive, but you need to be able to understand how to manage them accordingly. Okay. Well, Patrick, I've no doubt we could speak for a few hours here, but uh... One thing I like to ask guests to do is to nominate a piece of music they'd like to play out on. And um, I, I know what you, you've suggested. So maybe you'll explain why this Boston band is important to you and what the piece of music is. <laughs> um, it's, uh, well, you know, when, when we talk about the soundtrack of our lives, you know, uh, mm -hmm. Um, well, Aerosmith uh, Dream On has always seemed to be, you know, in the background uh, of a lot of the decisions and a lot of the moves and uh, a lot of uh, the events in my life. Uh, so it's kind of like, um, you know, a red line uh, behind <laughs> a lot of the events that I have had. So, and I find it. Um, you know, it, it, it fits well with uh, how I look at life. <laughs> well, it's a great uh, a song from a great band and um, still going strong after, I think, 40 years or whatever the hell it is. But uh, anyway, so thanks, Patrick, and really appreciate your time and uh, the best of success in the future.
Thanks a lot, Patty. It was a real pleasure speaking with you, and uh, thanks for having me on the show. Okay, thanks.